there, there are two things that I've learned in terms of leadership is that you need to be authentic. I mean, for you to understand what is it to influence people, to achieve what you want to achieve, you firstly need to understand who you are and what you want and what you want to achieve. Over and above, this is the organization and this is what the organization needs. And I think that journey for me was the most important journey to move to the next level. You are listening to Winning Women, a podcast brought to you by City Press to celebrate the women who define their sectors and pave the way for others to follow. Oh my God, I think in everything that I do, you'll see that I'm a sec- I've got a second child syndrome. So I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a second child of three girls. I've got two siblings, um, Portia and Kelly, very close. I must say, and that's how we grew up. Um, born and bred in Hammersfield, like you said, uh, my mom was a teacher. Uh, my dad was an upholsterer, worked very hard, and I think that's where I get, or you know, where I, I actually got my my work ethic. I grew up watching my mom, dad, do whatever that they can to give us the best that they thought then. Uh, that they could give us, and they did, right? I mean, we all went to school, we all went to varsity, we, all, we are all graduates. Um, and yeah, I look back and I appreciate everything that they've done for us. Grew up in a very warm, loving family. Uh, I, it wouldn't be normal if I, if I didn't say that's where I learned love, because I, I think uh, my mom and dad are always my role models when it comes to two people who really loved each other. My dad passed on. Um, couple, not a couple of years back, it's been a while, but I mean, I think he instilled so much in us that he is here, right? I, I always feel him, especially when you kind of achieve stuff in life, you really wish that he was here. So that was my upbringing. Uh, and when I was in varsity, uh, I had an opportunity to go work for a QSR. Uh, company, which I did, and I think that's where my journey started. Not that I think I know that's where my journey started. And you were how old at this time? Sure, I was young. I was one of those who finished their um, their matric when I was 16. So you were smart. You so are I was, smart. Uh, <laughs> no, I actually, I actually don't think I am that smart. I hard think work. I'm a hard worker. I think I am, and I've seen it throughout my years. Um, I work, I work hard. Uh, you know, I, I I really do work hard. I'm not going to take that away from myself. Uh, I then worked in McDonald's part time. You know, you wanna you wanna earn there and there. You don't wanna part, you know be a burden to your parents. Uh, and that's all where it all started. Started as a part timer, worked myself up. Uh, when I graduated, I've actually never even used my degree. Uh, I, I did study library and information science. It's very important to have that basic degree. Library and information yes. science. Yes. Library and information science. First time, I didn't even know. You didn't even know it's a B-Bible. It's a very good uh, degree and it's a postgrad degree. I, I guess for me, it was just my personality and who I am. Imagine, hence I'm saying, imagine this voice in a library, um, in a sense of, of the way. But I mean, it, it, it teaches you everything that you need to learn uh, when you go throughout those study years, right? Then I... Um, then I moved to an, another retail then after, after my first stint. 
where where what actually gave me a broader uh, you know perspective of the industry from QSR I went into retail uh, and then worked in another QSR company until I landed here um, about 16 years back I actually remember it vividly because my daughter is 16 so when I started I was uh, I was heavily pregnant. One of the reasons I fell in love with this organization is that they looked at me and they're like, we love your attitude and we're going to take you with your little one. Uh, that's how it started. And, and, and I guess that was my journey with, with KFC and Yum. Um, and my family journey as well. Uh, I was young. Uh, I just got married to a very, very supportive husband that I believe, uh, you know, it is, it's part of the recipe to my success and, and where I am right now. Got two kids, uh, Dumi, like I'm saying, 16, who I always look at and like that, that resembles the journey that I've been through here in, in this brand. And I've got a 13-year-old, Chaba, who's a boy. So that's that's actually the, the golden basket in, 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 in my, golden egg in my basket. It's, it's my family, always been my anchor, my mom, my my two sisters and and everybody around me so yeah that's that's me that's that's who nolo is you mentioned earlier on that the organization loved you for your attitude how would you explain that what is your attitude that is so lovable that is so amazing that is so amazing so look i came in and and honestly speaking i came in for an operations interview. I'm an operations through and through, um, operator through and through. Like I said, I started as a team member on the floor, um, back of house. And that's all I knew, right? Uh, and, and nothing to do with my studies. So what I knew in terms of experience was operations. I came here for an operations interview, had a couple of, not a couple of minutes actually, it turned out to be an hour plus interview with uh, Ben GM, uh, actually an ops lead then. And what was very interesting for me was I was offered a job that was not operations. And I guess that's me explaining my attitude. I guess I'm a very positive person, like I said, hard worker. Um, and I think in everything that I do or in everything I say, it's very explicit that I am a go-getter, right? Uh, and for me to work in Sub-Saharan Africa 10 years back, because I started 10 years back when we started going out in the markets, uh, obviously came back and do, did some couple of uh, stints uh, locally and then went back again. And I guess that's the attitude. The attitude of saying anything is possible, bring it on, um, what can I learn even more than anything else. And, and I guess it comes through when I have conversations with people. And, and I, I want to believe that's the attitude that we're talking about. So I was offered an HR job. Then I, I, I then uh, went and studied HR. But imagine coming for an, from, for an ops position and then ending up getting an HR job. I had to then study HR, obviously, again, keen to learn. Um, and the rest is history. I did a couple of HR positions in YAM still. Um, uh, was fortunate enough to go study my MBA, uh, then came back into the ops fraternity again. Went back into the Sub-Saharan Africa and yeah, got this opportunity to head up um, the whole thing. And I'm sure even with that positive attitude and 
being a go-getter, you know, with every journey, there are always challenges. What are some of those, what are some of those that have, what have been some of those for you through, well, in these 16 years within this organization specifically and having to, and having moved up, you know, rising, you rose yeah. through the ranks. Yeah. Look, I mean, I, I think, I think a, a couple of, I, I, I would like to highlight a couple. There has been a lot, like you said. 16 years is a very long time. Uh, but I, I think from an organizational point of view, it has been starting from from the bottom. You know, um, and I'm going to be very honest, being a black person starting from the bottom uh, in, a, in a multi, you know, national company, it... it you, you, you really, there are conversations that were difficult that had to be had. Uh, there are things that we needed to really stand for. And fortunately enough, we work for, I'm working for an organization and hence I'm still here, that we're um, keen to listen, keen to have the conversations and keen to, to, to move forward from those conversations. I think th those are the very clear things and, and obvious things that I, I can talk about. And then secondly for me, there's just being a woman. In, in our society. Um, got married when I was young. I mean, I was 24 when I got married. Immediately we, we had our, our, our beautiful daughter. Uh, you know, the in-laws having to understand that you are in, a, in an industry that you're working 24-7. The stores are open 24-7, meaning I'm on call 24-7. Um, meaning I had to travel a lot across the country before I even started traveling into Africa. That was a challenge. Um, it was a challenge, and from both ways, from a from a family point of view, as in my own family spending time with them and, and making sure that I support my husband as much as he supports me. And again, from the society as a whole, watching you as a woman and going, you know, what are you doing leaving your husband with kids? Um, that, that has been difficult. And, you know, and I'm going to say something that I think we all experience, and maybe we don't talk about it enough. And, and, and the more I talk about it with other women, the more I understand that that happens, is the challenges that we get from thinking that we are ready and we're good enough, but we're not being heard, right? Um, and and the, the more you talk to other women, you realize other people are experiencing that, but because we're not sharing our own experiences and we're not talking about the difficulties that we have, either at home or in, 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 our, in, in our workplaces, it then becomes difficult to deal with those alone, right? You work hard, you feel like I deserve the next promotion, you don't get it, you don't talk to anyone, you think, you know, I'm also deserving. But when, when you start talking to other women and how they, they, they dealt with it, with those experiences, you kind of, kind of get some learnings that makes it at least easy for you to go through your own experiences, if you know what I mean. And, and I've, I've also seen it with lending that for myself has helped me to be able to have the same conversations with other women. I'm so glad you actually touched on that. I actually wrote this point down. Women being noticed in the industry, taking up space. I read that somewhere and it's something that you're very passionate yes, about. Uh, now this is going to be a twofold question because you mentioned conversations that needed to uh, that needed to be had mm -hmm. even within the organization, mm -hmm. especially as a black person. Now as a black person, female, yeah, the combination Double. of the 
double. Look, I, 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 and I'm, I'm at, you know what? I might sound like I'm just saying what I'm going to say. Yes, I think based on our, our, our history and our society and all that, you, I'm black, you know, you can't run away that I'm look black, I cannot be white. That, that will always be a conversation that needs to be had, or that will always be something that influences how we behave and how we do things in the workplace, for sure. And hence I'm saying, as we grow in our, in our roles, it gives us at least the power to have the, those conversations. What I must say that I did not feel a lot of was the woman part. And maybe that's the attitude and the character that we spoke about. I, instead of, you know, when you decided earlier on, when you decide that I am not going to fight to be somebody else or to live based on somebody's narrative or to be a, a, a male or to work like a male or to lead like a male or to, to you know, to be as hard as a male, I, I chose not to go that route. I chose to be me, an authentic me. And I think if you talk to anyone about Nolo, they know who exactly Nolo is. Because what you see is what you get. That's how I lead. That's how I have conversations. That's how I parent. I am very vocal. I'm very proud of who I am as a female. And I did not take that as a child. I did not take that as a disadvantage or carry the, the, you know, the societal issues that we have around that. But I embraced it. And because of that, I, I did not allow the experiences of women in the workplace to be part of my story. So I didn't want to get in, and I don't know if I'm clear, I didn't want to get in and be another man, but I wanted to maybe create a table of women versus wanting to be part of the, the male um, uh, leaders. And for me, that made a difference in my journey. I, I must say, once in a while, maybe I did feel like maybe I'm treated like this or we're having a conversation like this because I'm a woman. But I, that has never been the biggest challenge in my journey. Not that I'm a woman. I actually embraced it. I think most of the things I was successful, I got to because the relationships that I have with my partners, my, my franchise partners, and the relationships that I have with uh, the people in, in my team or the people that I work with, it's because I approach it from a female point of view. And, and that's how I see it. So you just mentioned that being a woman in this space was not the biggest challenge. What would you say was the biggest challenge? I think the biggest challenge was for my voice to be heard. It was a personal challenge. So, you know, when you... There, there are two things that I've learned in terms of leadership. is that you need to be authentic. I mean, for you to understand what is it to influence people to achieve what you want to achieve you firstly need to understand who you are and what you want and what you want to achieve over and above this is the organization and this is what the organization needs and i think that journey for me was the most important journey to move to the next level now the biggest challenge was people understanding my authenticity and my voice and who i am wanting to shut it down do, do you understand what i mean like when you come and you say, this is what I want, I'm very confident this is what I want, and I believe in what I want. But because the narratives or because the environment is not conducive for your own voice, then it becomes difficult for your voice to be heard. So uh, was it a thing of good Nayelona, so... It's a thing of, it's a thing of always having to... 
you know, to shape or to fit into an environment. So it's exactly that. It's that people will come, you come, you come with a different voice and people go, who did you, who did? that's why sometimes it takes this long. But because I was very determined, because I, I knew what I wanted and because I was confident in what I wanted to achieve, if ultimately I believe that my voice is heard and one of the reasons why I'm here. Why is it important for women to take up space? You said yeah. this. Because there needs to be a balance. I mean, we know that there is a... The, the, diversity is very important, you know, in any environment that you go to. Because having different people of different stuff, right? Uh, I mean, of different... Whether it's of shape, of size, of color, of, of gender, together in one room will definitely uh, be more positive than having... And, and a, a group of people that are that are not diverse, and and I think because that has been one of the challenges that we have in our in our in our country, um, women being in that room and taking space has been very important because they also need to be heard and be part of the conversation. You know, I, I'm so passionate about this woman thing um, that our organisation has something called Women on the Move, which again talks to the voice that I was talking about. The conversations that I was talking about, and and as much as over the years I learned that talking to other people who has been through the same journey actually helps and and empowers you as a woman, um, having those group of young women right now in our organisation having the same conversations, you know, old or new, having the very same conversations and challenges that I personally had and I had to overcome, and somebody had and had to overcome, it's actually something very powerful to see, to hear, and, and to watch these young women um, take space as well. So we've spoken about some of the challenges. What have, besides this new position that you've been appointed to, what have been some of the highlights for you, some of the things that you look back at and you think, wow, this was amazing? True. Um, biggest ones, career-wise or personal, anything? I think the best thing that ever happened to me was being a mom, <laughs> right? Uh, that that is all, that will always be my highlight. Um, when I graduated, obviously, you know, looking back at where we're coming from and all that. Sure. Um, when I got my first, when I got married, that my husband. Now, then we move on. When I got my first promotion, like I said to you, I, I was. Uh, and, and I think that's some of the things that in your life you look back and you go, Dad could have told me that power is coming, if you know what I mean. Like self-power, not power-power. Um, when I got promoted as a national HR manager, like I'm saying, I've always been an operator. Then I got an HR job. Then voila, I can do this. That was national, right? Okay, Nolo can lead national, leading South Africa done. That for me was huge. And I think it was a very big step from where I was as a junior person to kind of go into middle management. Uh, the, the biggest one was when I graduated my MBA. When I graduated, that was big for me. Uh, big in a sense of I get the qualification and the learnings uh, from the qualifications, but I think it was big in a sense that it also reiterated, that it reiterated that thing that I've always believed that anything's possible. You know, every time I, I turn left, and that last street, and I go home, and it's still it's still dusty, actually, not tired, not tired yet. I, I always remember that there was a day I said, girl child, it's possible. 
um, and it became possible. And that day when I when I graduated, it was one of those days that I, I think were very significant in my life. And also unleashed me. That's the other thing about the, the, the power of having these conversations. Because I think we hold back internally. As much as I always thought I knew what I wanted, I have a voice, I'm going to say what I want, I'm going to be authentic. There are things that you believe I can only go up to here. But getting that, that master's for me told me that actually... This is only the beginning. Um, yes, the next thing was uh, disappointment. I guess being appointed as a director was midpoint, but I guess that was kind of peak, and then you know you got down a bit. Getting this appointment um, again for me, this was different actually, and maybe a, a bit matured as well. This was for everyone. It was not just saying, no, you unleashed this for you. I looked around, and this was for all the people that, all the women that are in this um, building, all the black children that are back at home. More, you know, whether you believe or, believe it or not, even the f male people that I work with in this organization, because everybody has got dreams and everybody has got um, their own journey that they're going through. And for me, I look around, and I, it was like, guys. Wherever you are at, whatever you're thinking, the journey that you are at, it's possible. I'm here. Um, I felt like that for like a week or so. I, I had to kind of go, okay, no, no, you're here. It's okay. What's next? And that's where I'm at. Uh, this one for me was different. It was, I, I, I must say, it felt different. It, it also is saying this, this is the beginning, I must say. It's another unleash. Um, but it, it, it kind of felt like it was for everyone. It was for my family, it was for my church, it was for, it was for my friends, it was for, it was for everyone around me. Um, and that felt special. Thank you for listening to another episode of Winning Women. Let us know your thoughts on our social media or visit citypress.co.za for news and analysis.